hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line ball to start this game. Jeremy Loblotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is a guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in a right back runner. He's not Dan Grafton. He's just fourth. Still Grafton. Oh my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Still Grafton. This is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Bush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, Victor. He absolutely decked Jim Kite with a wild right. A sheer stagger by a big left hand. And here live tonight in the Enforcer Appreciation Group, we have a man who's been on the show a few times. I had him on for the LNH special. We've discussed plenty of tough guys, and we're going to do it again tonight. Um, for episode number 55, I have on all the way from the UK, John Searson. John, how are you doing tonight, bud? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, man. I appreciate you taking the time to come on. I'm disappointed in you, though, because I, we I thought we were really going to get after it tonight. But no, you decided to go and chase fucking money because money's more important yeah, than well, on the podcast. You've got to do what you've got to do. They said, do you want to come in? So I was like, yeah, yeah go on. Yeah, well, like go I said, on. I better see a fucking jersey post in the next two weeks. Or else. <laughs> it was, it, what, what was it even for? Say that again, sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. What, what was I was going to say, I would, I'd have loved to have snagged that Mel jersey that was just up the Thunder Bay one. But I've, I've, had, I've had some car troubles recently and I've had to buy a new, a new truck for work. So it's kind of like game ones are out of the, out of the question for the. Yeah, game game ones for me are out of the question. Even though I just made that nice payday off of the buy a Lois, but I mean, I can't uh, I can't be purchasing jerseys right now. We're trying to get into a house, so yeah. So, How are you doing down there? You you're moving again, aren't you? In like twelve months or something? Um, yeah. So that's the plan right now, man. We're supposed to be moving to North Carolina sometime. It's literally going to be like almost right when the Everblade season ends. So it's kind of perfect timing. That's why I was like, why don't we yeah, just yeah. go all in, get season tickets, say fuck it. Um, no, Chris. Chris was asking if he's in your if you were in the garage bar. Um, yeah, I, I was going to, but yeah. I had no no charge on the iPad, so I thought I'll use the computer. See what's happening. <laughs> um, but we're just in our junk room at home, so that's why it's, everything's a mess in the background. Looks beautiful. But you can actually see it in the background here. There's there's three boxes there. That's that's what all my game ones are in. So my my wife kicked them all out of the wardrobe. So well, it could be worse. You could have some goofy neon sign behind you too. So. <laughs> But yeah, man. So I was—we're supposed to be moving to North Carolina if everything goes right with the wife's job, um, and it worked out perfect that my company started doing work down here at the same time. And then literally when we move, they're supposed to be doing work up there in North Carolina. It's the first state we've expanded to, and it happened to be like thirty minutes away from where we're supposed to move to. So it's funny how everything kind of worked out like that. But um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'll tell you what—I'm not even. She was asking. She was like, "You want to go to some lightning games for the at the Hurricanes Arena?" I was like. <laughs> I swear to God, that's the only time you'll get me to Carolina. And I mean, I will go probably because it'll be like once a fucking year. So, I mean, whatever. But I'll tell you what, man, that's one of the worst atmospheres I've ever been into is a Carolina Hurricanes game. It's, it's fucking brutal. It's brutal. Um, I remember I remember when we was uh, when we was in Florida 
and uh, we went to two Solar Bears games, and my wife loved them. And she actually said to me, she said, I can't wait till we go to the NHL game. I said, I wouldn't get too excited. I think I think your hockey experience in Florida has peaked here. And then, yeah, we saw uh, saw the, uh, the Lightning play the Blue Jackets, and it was terrible. Oh, you actually did see the Lightning play them? Yes. Yeah. The arena's cool, but I mean, like, that, it, it's sad when the, the arena is more exciting than the on-ice product. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's how it is on a lot of games now, unfortunately, but, you know, whatever. Um, the, the best thing about that, that though, was uh, we stayed at the Marriott Hotel which, uh, across from the arena. And uh, I'd never even heard what it was before, but it's called Gasparilla or something. But it was that weekend that it was just crazy. Oh, you never had all oh, Gasparilla is a good time. Yeah, I'd never even heard of it before that night. But yeah, it was just craziness. If you're in Tampa and you've, or excuse me, if you've never been to Tampa and you're visiting during Gasparilla, I, I kid you not, that's like another, that's Tampa's own holiday. It's a big fucking parade where, uh, you know, the, the heritage is supposed to be like the pirates invade the city or whatever. So it's just a bunch, it's like Mardi right. Gras in Tampa. And, that's the one day you're allowed to just like start twerking beers at like eight o'clock and nobody back. <laughs> it's, it's fucking great. Um, well, we'll get into a little bit here. We're going to go over some L and H fights and just bullshit here. Uh, I mean, that's what this really is, but real quick, we got to get into fourth line voice, that motherfucker. I know he's probably, re- I think he said he's recording his episodes. He might not even be able to sit here and talk shit on us, but we got to get going <laughs> on his, uh, minor league mayhem tournament. And for those listening out there, you, uh, you should go check out fourth line voice on Twitter. He posts in the group a lot, so I'm sure you know him. Um, but he's running the minor league mayhem tournament, which is like the Bob Proven invitational. And it's a 64 man bracket that it's all hypothetical matchups and voted by the fans on Twitter. But he's thinking next year, he'll probably do it on Facebook, which I think that's probably a better bet too. Um, but we're going to sit here. So a couple of the rounds have gone by and this will be late getting out. Cause this episode will come out Tuesday, but if you're listening, you're up to date. If you're watching right now, um, but the second round is almost harder than the fucking first round. I don't know if you've seen it at all. Oh, yeah, I have. I'm going to try and bring them up now. Let me get them on my face. I was about to say, I got it, pull, I got it pulled up here, but, you know, you could, everybody could follow oh, okay. along. <laughs> yeah. Gather around. And while we're on the subject of the, uh, the minor league mayhem tournament, or any, any tournaments that um, Fourth Line Voice puts out there, if you have, like, a favorite tough guy and he's not in there, make sure you drop him a message and ask him why, because he enjoys interacting with the fans. With, uh, he does. Boy. It's like... It, I, I couldn't take this one seriously without Matthew Robbie in it. I, I can't believe Darren left Robbie out of this one. So. Well, like you said, it was it was hard to take it serious because I really did see that Tim Levesque wasn't in there. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's tough for that that other guy, that Godbout guy who played on 3L and L&H. <laughs> with this, I don't know if anybody has seen I, I just remember, I just remember seeing a fight with him and he had a, his name bar was like Roman Sharpie. And he gets, TK, he gets TKO'd in that fight too. Yeah, it was bad. It was really, you know, we'll, we'll watch that fight here in a bit because that's just fucking hilarious Ooh. and i mean props to the dude he's for got dropping a fucking mohawk and everything yeah. mohawk and a fucking sharpie drawn name bar <laughs> love prop, it props to the dude for dropping the gloves in the lnh but goddamn i mean it's rough um yeah, but yeah so if you're if you're upset there's any tough guy that's not in the tournament doesn't matter how small go go motherfuck darren for it uh you know he'll probably get him in next year or something like that but he loves it he loves suggestions so make sure you go give him some names of who you who you think should have been in it um <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go over this this first one here and you'll probably like this one this is actually a really solid matchup and that is paul ferrone versus Derek parker see i see here parker got the decision on that but i i don't know i don't that's i don't see parker getting thrown in the spin like he'd like to yeah and yeah that I think I think Verona would be too technical. I think it's I think it's stop Parker's game plan to begin with, and uh, 
I agree. Was- I think I think Parker isn't quite able to get the spin going. And I mean, Parker wasn't like you. I think fourth line voice mentioned it, but you hear guys talk about Ferone and like they just say it's, he punches like a bag of fucking hammers. It's just you know, yeah, he's got that power. And Parker never really had that power. Parker just had the technique to where he could land that punch. But I don't think he ever really was a power puncher per se. There we go. Be a beautiful alliteration there. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you on that one, Bob. I, I think you, so. You're you're agreeing. Uh, Ferone takes Parker here. Yes. All right, I agree with that one. The next one we got. The next one's a tough one. This one is, and I want to hear your I want to hear yours thing first because I think we I well this is going to cause a lot of debate. I know who's going to win it, but I think this one would be a lot closer than people automatically say off the rip. But who you got winning it? Ah, uh, what what the whole tournament? No, 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 no. Just this next fight. Oh, just, just this next. This no, next we'll, get, we'll get into the whole tournament after we do everything. <laughs> oh, this this next matchup. I think a 2005 to 2007 Varhag is a bad matchup for Bombi. As as amazing as Bombi is, I just think Varhag could maybe lock him out a little. And and I don't know. It's it's a tough call. It's a tough call. But Bombi can Bombi's going to beat anybody on the day. Bombi may may make Vahag look bad. You never know. Right. You never know. It's a tough call. Yeah, I I gotta say I agree with you though. I'm I'm in the minority, and I know Jay had posted Jay out in Iowa had posted uh you know his thought on it, and I think you know we're in the same boat here. I think Varhog, if anybody could take Va- uh, Bonvi down, it's out of this tournament. It's Varhog probably. It's just, the, the the size difference between the two is huge, and that's what that's what I'm thinking. If Varhog can lock him out and get those, you you see it. He kind of he kind of locks the guy out and he throws shots over the top. I think he could tag Bonvi with those. While Bonvi, he's he's not he's not going to drop him or anything. But I can see Bonvi struggling trying to get inside, and, and Varhag landing some shots while he, while he's trying to do that. No, nope, I think he, I think I think the fight finishes with them both on their feet. But I think uh, I think Bonvi spends a lot of the fight struggling to get inside of him. I do too. I agree. I got to go with Varhog on this one. The next one actually happened, and uh, if anybody watches the video, they'll know who wins. Um... And that's Kerry Toporowski versus Kerry Clark, not Wendell Clark, Kerry Clark, his brother. Um, and this fight actually happened in the IHL. Actually, we might be able to, you know, what? we'll we'll get our first poll. Bring it up because I, I, I don't even recall seeing this fight. Yep, let me go here. Hold on. I'll type it in here and then get it all queued up because sometimes it likes to fucking. Um, I'll, I'll have like the, I hate having the ad play so much, but it is what it is. You got to deal with it. We're, we're a low budget show over here. Um, let me see. Let's put versus Clark. And if I remember, hey, nothing looks bigger budget than neon lighting. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> all right, so here we go. I got it pulled up. Let me let me share the screen so everybody can see it here. Um, where is it at? Here we go. And there we go. We should be good. All right. It's like uh, the hush you hear right now. It's like you're waiting for someone to uh, to make a pot or something. <laughs> Kerry Toporowski and Kerry Clark will go at it by the Chicago... There you go. It was, it was when Clark was with the uh, Solar Bears, so there you go. Heading into the Chicago bench, Toporowski took a shot at Kerry Clark. Well, as I mentioned... Ah, uh, goddamn. was definitely not even in this game. The team wasn't in the game. But now Toporowski and Clark will go on Toporowski. And he got, like, this just shows how mean Topper is, too, because if, I, if I, I recall, I think once the linesmen are even in there, he's still trying to throw. Like, <laughs> Top is looking pissed off here. Oh, like he, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's top. That's, that's topper 101 for you, though. And he's still talking shit to him. 
it's just that's that's signature Toprowski, and that's that gives him such an edge in my opinion compared to yeah. other fighters. And I know it's you know everybody likes to the code and the buy Topper. You're not fucking. You're not getting the code from Topper. I promise you that much. It's just, <laughs> it's just yeah. Not there's, there's, no, there's no there's no bum taps after the fight. So <laughs> no, it just you know it's it's like um one sec here. Sorry, I gotta fucking get up there. There we go. Um, I had to fix my my screen. But yeah, Toporowski, man, he's he's and he was able to switch hands there. But I gotta give that one to Toporowski just based on footage there. Yeah, and I, yeah. I probably would have given it to him anyhow. Um, this next one, I couldn't believe the upset that he had in the first round. And you know, nothing against Curtis Voth, but there's just lack of footage with him. Um, so this next matchup, we got Curtis Voth versus uh, Brett Gallant, and Voth is just. He doesn't have enough footage out there. He's he's in the tough guys documentary a bit, but then other than that, there's like four other fights on YouTube. So he's a product of that, yeah. which sucks. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot out there. I mean, it, it, was it was it Cedric Bernier he fought? Not there's like a marathon fight. Yeah, that in, one that's um, like it rivals fucking pro yeah. uh, McSorley. Yeah, that fight was long. And I, I don't want to be I don't want to be unfair or anything or like sound like I'm shitting on a guy. But Bernier, he was always when he was in the NH, he was kind of like your number three or four guy. And uh, he, he spent a, a brief spell over here in the UK, played in Brayhead, and uh, by me, he fought Mamaro, he fought Penner. But he was, he, without sound, trying to sound disrespectful, he didn't, he didn't look in that class of tough guy, if you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, with him having that marathon fight with Voth, again, without seeing a lot more footage, is 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 Voth going to be like a fit, like a guy who can really finish somebody if that's if he takes him to that marathon? It's probably completely wrong of me saying it like that, but uh, but yeah, in that sense, like I can't see Voth beating Galat. Yeah, I got to go with Brett Galani. He's the you know he's probably the toughest dude in hockey right now, and I've said it multiple times on the podcast before. And anybody who knows Brett Galant would probably say the same thing. And even just today, somebody was posting about um, some training camp guys and. I put on there, if you threw Gallant and Columbus Blue Jackets and dressed him for the first game in the NHL, he's automatically the toughest dude in hockey for the, yeah, the yeah. NHL immediately, even over Ryan Reeves, and I'd say even over Lucic as well. Um, yeah. He's just fought so many tough names. So it's hard for me to really say Voth gets the win over Gallant, but I was actually really surprised that um, that Voth was able to edge out Fitzgerald in the first round. Because I had Fitz, yeah, I had Fitzgerald taking that personally, but Fitz, Fitz, he was mean, and Fitz, he had that chin. You wasn't, you wasn't gonna, you wasn't gonna stop Fitz. He, yeah, you got to fight over there. Right? He, he, if, if the lines stay out, he'll fight you to the death. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he was mean. Well, you got to see him over there in the UK, right? Yeah, yeah. I see. I what, what I loved about Fitz is uh, if he was pissed off and he thought he had a point to prove, he didn't give a shit if he was like a young Brit star player. <laughs> he was going to fucking punch you in the mouth. If he, th- if he thought you deserved it, he was going to punch you in the mouth. That's what I loved about Fitzy. Well, there you go. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's just how it is. And, you know, there's no bum tap and bro hug after that one. Um, this next one, I thought for sure it happened, but I guess it didn't. I know it was because I got it mixed up. He fought uh, Rocky's brother. But the next one is Pete Vandermeer versus Rocky Thompson. And this is a tough one. This one's really hard. I, I didn't even. It's funny because I didn't really even look at the the brackets before. You know, I didn't even do my homework on this one. Unlike uh, the first episode with with fourth line voice, but my my decision my decision was made like that. But it's hard to explain. But I got Rocky straight off the bat. But oh, yeah, it's Rocky. um, uh, yeah. Elaborate. Uh, yeah. 
Sorry, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to focus on the screen. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, Pete, yeah, Pete, Pete was awesome, but uh, I don't know. I just I think I think Rocky's that next level. I think I think Rocky is that next level of tough, and he was he was. Um, I think it'd be a, I think it'd be an absolute war, but I think if you if you took it on like a best of ten series. I don't see Van. I don't see Pete Van Der Beer edging out Rocky in the best of ten. Yeah, best of ten. I got Rocky taking seven out of ten. I think. Yeah. And Vandermeer, tough dude, but that that run that Rocky had in Calgary, where you know Oliwa, Grimson, and guys like that, and I mean, it yeah. was just insane. Um, and that's no no knock on Pete, of course. Pete, great dude, uh, very tough customer as well. But oh I, yeah, it's I, the, I, I have I have a, I used to have a soft spot for the Phantom, so I always like Pete. But um, again, he was. He was a top guy, but I don't see him as like that that killer like I saw Rocky as. I thought Rocky was was your elite fighter. Yeah. Now this one, uh, the next matchup here, uh, our first, uh, well, not I shouldn't say the first LNH guy, but our second one because I forgot about Derek Parker. I see Parker, and then my mind always automatically goes to Scott Parker every time. <laughs> so I always got to remember that it's Derek. Um, and we, we have Joel Terrio versus Andy Bizu, and love Bizu, willing guy, but I got Terrio taking this ten out of ten. Yeah, I see. I see. B, I see. Bezo storming in there, Ontario, just getting the left hands going, like a rapid fire left hands till Bezo can get in tight. But uh, oh yeah, and I mean, Bezo's still coming in there all rabid because Bezo was like, oh yeah, 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 B, yeah. Bezo's got no quit in him at all. But yeah. I just, uh, I can just see, I, I can see how Bezo's pissed off and he's trying to get something going. But while he's trying to get that going, I see Terry landing some shots, and uh, yeah. I, that's what I got to. All right. Yeah, it's tough. These are these are tough to call, but yeah, no. It's, the uh, next, yeah, that one's that one's pretty decisive. That might be one of the easier ones, and that's that's no knock on on Bezo at all, of course. But you know, when you got when you're drawing Terrio, who fought in the LNH for like 15 years, yeah, <laughs> and even as recently as like 2016, I think some yeah, shit like there's, that. There's a match. There's a matchup coming later that the results at the minute are really close, and I don't see it as close as that at all. But we'll get to that one. So. We'll get to it. Um. All right, so the next one is uh, the Wrecker, uh, Recklich versus Parsons. Who do you got taking this one? I'm going to say Recklich just because I've seen a lot more of Recklich than I have of Parsons. Correct. So it's kind of like, uh, yeah, if, I, I, I can't really give like an, an honest opinion. It would be uneducated. I don't know that much about Steve Parsons. I've only seen the brief, the brief stuff that's out there. But, uh, but no, I've seen a lot of Wrecker. And Wrecker never looks bad. So, no, he doesn't. And we, you know, he got the few games in the NHL, so I got to give record the nod here as well. I'm in the same boat with um, with him, Pete, and Parsons there. Uh, the next one is a pretty solid one as well, and both alumni of the podcast, and that's Frank Littlejohn versus Mike Segroy. Who you got taking that one? I got Segroy taking that. Um, yep. I uh, I think it'd be a great fight to see. It'd be a spectacle to watch, but I just – I. I, I Scroy was very precise where with, with, with when, when he when he fought with the punches he threw, Scroy was trained. He knew what he was doing. I'm not saying anybody this don't, but Scroy was kind of like I think he was one of the earlier guys who was next level where he literally just trained himself to fight. He, he, but he wasn't a bad player at the same time. No. But yeah, he had the yeah, he had he had that edge with him where he, he yeah, he he was he, he was well drilled when it came to the gloves being off. Yeah, Segroy came in that era where it was like the Yablonskis, Gillies, and Morastis, where it was like these dudes are just trained fighters, and he threw them on skates almost, you know. 
Um, yeah. That's not a knock. Like you said, they're great hockey players. So you got to be yeah. somewhat. Oh, yeah. Square was a real good player. Yeah. A real yeah. good player. Yeah, you got plenty of looks in the NHL. I'm actually shocked he didn't get called up. Uh, well, I think he said it, he said it himself. His his personality got in the way of that sometimes. So, um, yeah. yeah, he said that on the podcast. But I think. Uh, I've, 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 I've spoke to players who have uh, come across Scroy. And there's there's not a lot of them has really had like a positive opinion of, <laughs> of Mike Scoy when he when he was young. Yeah, so, he's, um, he and that's what he says too. He's like he's like I was it was like this alter ego he had when he was younger, and it was it just got in the way of it. But you know, I I, I don't think he changed a thing. Fuck, he he was a runner up at the Damon Forrester tournament, which I'm actually yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to get get a couple guys on for that. I think I've mentioned that before, but I'm trying to get a couple. And, guys and on I tell you what, you 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 don't seem to notice it on videotape, but Scroy is a lot bigger than you think he is as yes. well. When you watch when you watch old tapes, Scroy is a lot bigger than what you think he was. Oh, for sure, so. and. Um, yeah, I got Segura taking that one against Little John, like you said. It was like that, almost when like the nuclear warheads were starting to come up through the AHL. And, ha- and how can you not like a guy who calls himself the real deal? The you real deal, like the real, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> this next one, which I think, I don't know, is there footage out there of it? I can't remember, but Gates versus um, Serge Robert. Yeah, it's on the, there's, there's, a, there's a YouTube channel out there called Classic Quebec League Violence. Is, uh, is, it, okay, is that, that, is that what it's on there? Yeah. I don't know who runs that page, but he's probably a fucking asshole. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let's see what up here. As I say, there's probably a few. You got you know, O2, and then there's O2. Yeah, they, 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 they must have fought a few times. I know, oh, they, yeah. I know there's one that's there's a good one that goes a while. Well, there's and there's another asshole up here fucking posting videos named Fourth Line Voice, you know. Um, so there's that. There's a couple pages. So, all right, we'll, we'll take a look at a couple fights here. Let's we'll go get the screen share going. There we go. All right. So the first one from Fourth Line Voice. Ever heard of him? There we go. Got all the typical, like, old Quebec camcorder footage, too. It's brilliant. <laughs> all right. So Gates is in black for those listening. Or those who Gates is in white. Is he? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, Gates, yeah, Gates is in Granbury. You're right. Granbury. He was in Granbury at the time. I saw the paramedic jersey. I forgot they both played for them. I think that paramedic jersey is still on eBay as well. I mean, you just see Serge Robert's technical as shit trying to tie up his arm, but then Link, if he gets loose, like, look out. It's Link. <laughs> yeah. So I, I give the edge to Link on that one. I'd say I'd say Link won that one pretty solid. And, and, and this next fight as well, Link really wants this. this Link one right really here. wants this fight. This is where he was with... Uh... So we got Link in the dark jersey this time. Yeah, no, nobody needs Link Gates this fight up to fight here. Nobody needs him. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know he's going. He's <laughs> brilliant. Here we go. Yeah. Link's a monster. God, he is, man. And even though he was like, you know, an overweight per pro hockey player standards in the LNH, God, mm. he was fucking mean still. Yeah. Oh, Link didn't give a shit. No. So certainly- see that? See, Link just, Link just took two shots and him just, just walked through me like there was nothing. Oh, yeah. Just and now he's, he's, now he's throwing screen. like a legit killer here. <laughs> 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 
You've got to love LNEH liners as well. They, they, they really looking after you when your jersey's over your head. And oh, yeah, you got yeah, exactly. yeah, look at them. They're itching to get in there on this one. Yeah, exactly. Nowadays, fuck, a helmet comes off and they couldn't get me there any faster. I mean... <laughs> his, his pads and everything are like over his head. They just don't give a shit. I love it. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, I gotta, that, that, I gotta yeah, say, that, Gates has taken this this matchup. Yeah, here. I gotta say, here we go. Stop it. Go back to Facebook. Let's see. All right. I didn't like Robert. Uh Terry said he didn't like Robert. I mean, I don't know. I, he wasn't the most entertaining fighter, but as far as technical fighters go, I don't know if you'll find a better one at all in hockey. No, so. no, no, no. I would say this next fight coming up. This is the one where I'm surprised how one sided the voting is. I haven't looked at it. I haven't seen the – well, I shouldn't say that. I, I've seen it, but it was all early this morning, so I haven't seen the current results. That, that's probably something I should have put on here. But the next one we got – and I was shocked it actually never happened because I looked it up, but it never happened in, in yeah. that time in the LNH, and that's Pat Cote versus John Morasti. Um, yeah. What are the current results at? Well, last time I looked, it was like – I'm sure it's really to Marasti. I figured. I was about to say. I figured Marasti. You know, it's, at the end of the day, some of these are popularity contests, which isn't a bad thing. It's all yeah. good fun here. But I mean, if we're talking a prime Jack to the Gills fucking Cote out in the LNH versus Jack to the Gills, go Marasti. go go. Oh, oh, five Laval Cote versus a four oh five Sorel Marasti. Marasti's game is shit, but I don't think Cote is a good matchup for him. If Cote's pissed off that night and he's fired up, I don't think Cote's a good matchup for. Uh, for John, no, I, don't. I, I agree. And but at the same time, if somebody says, "Oh, I pick, I pick John ten out of ten times," I'm not going to argue with them. That's no. Do, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's like, I love, I love both of them, but I just, Cody was mean. I just don't see it as this one sided. No, I, I and I agree. I think I, 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 fuck, I could look at it, but I'm almost positive I actually voted for Cote on this one. Um, yeah, I did, and I mean, I'm a huge Morasti fan. I know you are as well. We both are. Yeah. Um, Fuck, I got his. Oh, Marasti's probably in my top top five all time. Oh yeah, he's my second all time, I believe. You know, if I I'd have to go through again, but it's like Nylon, Marasti, Andre Waugh is pretty much how it goes for me. Um, fuck, I have the damn 0405 jersey in the closet there. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's like you get Kote, and Kote didn't give a shit either. There was no, like, if it's funny because in in the LNH, Marasti's jersey really never came off that much. I'm I'm not sure why no. I just never did. And, and you know, and you know, Cote's coming out of that jersey within 15 seconds of that fight happening. Well, yeah, he's got eight and, pounds of Vaseline covered on him, and you know, yeah. his face is just shining. And I tell you, I tell you what, you say you're surprised it never happened. I am too. Uh, Marassi's first game in that league, they played the Vol, and there was a bench player in brawl in that game. If you watch that video, Cote's just fucking running around like an animal, just causing shit, and then it actually goes. It's. Uh, I tell you what, there were, if the NHL. Uh, clamping down on cross-checking this year. Oh. They, they wasn't watching Kote before that brawl started. <laughs> He's just fucking hammering guys. Everybody is skates past. He's fucking wailing on them with cross-checks. It's, yeah. it's fucking beautiful. And hey, then, yeah, the benches go. But, yeah, they, 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 don't, they don't meet up. So I, I'm trying to think who Kote actually fought now. But I know that they do have words at the start of it, but they don't actually meet they, up. Yeah, they just never win. They both go their separate ways. Swanee, Swanee commented, he says he takes Kote over Morasti nine times out of ten, and I got to agree with him. I mean, I think we're, yeah, the, yeah. we're on the same page. 100%. And again, like... Look, I, lo- I, love, I love John, but I mean, and, and John's at his best with the big show fight, with your big center ice toe-to-toe. You're not going to draw Kote into that fight. Kote's not, not going to go down that style. He's just going to... 
he's gonna he's gonna try and hurt and he's, he he is right well and here we'll take a look at this and this is this is you know footage here and it's not the same fight because it's not Kote versus Marasty, but we'll put it this way. Kote literally like ended the season for Mike Varhog. Oh. And we got Marasty versus Varhog here. So we'll, we'll watch this as like, you know, and I, we'll, we'll watch the Kote versus Varhog later because, I mean, why not? Um, it's just okay, yeah. fucking things you'll see. Just brutal. Just fucking brutal. So here we'll share that. We'll, we'll get the screen share going on this one for the Marasty and Varhog fight. They had a couple. I think. Well, Mike Dowd appreciates you. I know you're in the group, and I know you you post stuff on you on Facebook. So here we go. Oh, we gotta mute that probably because fucking we'll get copyrighted or some shit on YouTube. Um, <laughs> so you got Varhog here, obviously just huge over Morasty, but Varhog and Sherbrooke was a mean dude. And this is this is the Varhog yeah. we're saying probably takes uh, takes yeah. Bonvi. So, and I mean it's toe to toe. And I, Varhog was just coming into his own that 0405 season when he was when he was in Verdun. And then it's a shame we didn't get to see him in 0506 because he because he, he ran into Kote. But uh but yeah, at this point Varhog was real legit. And I mean I don't think I'm not sure if Kote knocks Morasti out, but I mean you see No, 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 yeah. I don't think at all. But it's like I mean Morasti's coming up short with a lot of these because of the size difference. Right. But Morasti's not going to be that comfortable because fucking Cote hasn't got a jersey on after 10 seconds and he's Vaseline up to fuck. So uh, it's <laughs> Morasti's struggling a lot more to get in there, I think. So no, I agree. But no, no, I, I don't I don't see out of 10 fights, I don't see any of them ending with a KO or anything like that. I just think I think there'd be short fights. I just think it's a bad matchup for John. No, I definitely agree. Um, and that's a that's a fun one. I, I think Morasti has got a chance. He's one of those dudes he could probably win the whole thing. Yeah. honestly. Yeah, actually, which surprising. I don't think he has ever won it. Um, my vote, honestly, of who should win it, in my opinion, is is Mel. I think Mel. Yeah, should oh, Mel, Mel should have won it last year. But I was I was I was positive Mel was going to win it. Mel last has year, only been in the finals, but he's never won it. He's never he's fallen up short, which I I think Mel should make it, but you know we'll see. You never know. Twitter's Twitter's. I'll always say, and I'll argue with anybody. Mel's the toughest guy ever who never got a regular spot in the NHL. I'll argue that all day, every day with anybody. The other day, but I was just saying, I was like, I'm so fucking pissed. He never got like a legit. And this is no disrespect, tough dude, but like, how does how does Jared Burnett get a full season, and Mel Engelstad does it? You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm trying. I think it must have been Darren who told the story because I didn't know this, but there. That year when Mel fought Proby and Reed Simpson in preseason, the apparently the t- Dallas was begging to call him up, but it was either the coach or the owner or something. His son was playing in the minors, but he wanted he wanted Mel down there looking after him, so that's why he never got never got a chance that year. Yeah, it was politics that go into it's shit. It's just opportunity. That's the it thing. Is. It's fucking opportunities. Yeah, all which the time. I mean, you know, speaking of Jared Burnett, though, I am so hyped that he got a fucking full season in with the Ducks somehow. I love that. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, I, like, there's guys out there that aren't like you know the greatest fighters ever, but I'm just a huge fan of them, and I don't know why, but Jared Burnett is one of them. I'm a huge Burnett fan for like for some reason. crazy bastard. That was I, not to like about it's him. Probably the the, the we'll, and we'll watch it later because I know people haven't seen it or some people know uh, or they know of it but they've never seen the footage. But you know him throwing the net, like literally skating full speed, throwing the net over a goalie. He gets big. Fucking that wild. <laughs> I say that 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 whole game is on YouTube. If you watch the whole game, it's chippy from the start. There was something brewing that game. It that was <laughs> that was one of those special nights in the NH where you knew something was going to happen that night. 
Oh, well, that was, uh, yeah, that, 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 that something turned out to be Jared Burnett for throwing the net on the goalies. That was when they started, uh, you know, Rabby, Sugden, Burnett, Cote, and Bosse, right? That was the starting lineup for that night? Yeah. The the only face-off that night, fucking uh, Allard fights Danik Lassard. And you've got to love it after the fight. Allard's, like, celebrating. But he's, like, fucking punching himself on the way to the penalty <laughs> box. It's fantastic. It's fucking beautiful. Brilliant. Um so the next matchup we got is you got Jerry Fleming versus Steve McIntyre. And I mean, Fleming definitely willing, but I got to go big Mac. There's no. Do, do you know what? Fleming's a guy I know. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty ignorant to anything before my era, really. I've, I've seen a lot. I've seen some of the stuff, but I, I won't say my knowledge is up on anything like that. But I'm, I'm picking big Mac every day of the week because. I, has Big, Big Mac won Big, it? Big, Big Mac is one of the toughest guys ever to play the game. Yeah. Well, he, he's he's won one of the tournaments, right? I I swear he has. I could be talking. If he hasn't, he fucking should have. Yeah, right. That's another guy. I can <laughs> see, see taking. Like he might he might have been the one that beat out Mel last year. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened. Well, well if that was the final, I'm. Maybe I'm not so confident Mel should have won it. <laughs> but uh, I just I just remember last year I was like, this is Mel's year, it's gotta be. Yeah. There we go. Fucking stupid damn. I I have so many cords plugged into this thing now, I can't even plug my mouse in. So when I use the touchpad on my laptop, I fuck everything up sometimes like an idiot. All right. Um so we're in agreement here to Steve Max taking that one. This next one is a really oh sorry, not this one. This although this one's a pretty solid one. Frank by Lois versus Rhett Trombley. Oh, wow. I'm going the animal. Yeah, that's what I, I got to go with him as well. That's that's who I got in this one. If he like, and I've said it before, I didn't know how good By Lois actually was until it was Steve from when Probert was King sent me a By Lois DVD. And yeah. I think the wife was out one night. I was like, fuck, I'll just throw this in. Oh, he don't fucking lose. He no, no, no. By Lois, yeah. He, and and that era of when he was going through the AHL, that was a fucking tough era of the mm-hmm. AHL as well. Yeah. As they say, that was the jungle. Oh yeah, and, I mean, and he fought everybody. Philo has fought everybody. Yeah, well, his number never looked back. His numbers retired with Philly, isn't it? Well, I mean, whatever mm-hmm. they are, whatever they are now. Or I thought, um, I think he might be Lehigh like, Valley now, isn't? It? Yeah, I think he might be in like their local Hall of Fame or whatever. I don't know if his number was retired. Um. But it, I, I, it'll have a soft spot in the hearts there in Philly. Oh yeah, but for again, sure. I, t- I tell you what, it's it's probably a good thing that the uh, that the minor league team is in Lehigh Valley because that would not survive in Philly anymore. Just because they're they're soft as shit. I was about to say, you don't think so? You don't think Philly folk would still want to see that? Not with the fucking team they've got. No. Yeah. That's no. True. Yeah, it's rough. I tell you, I, I saw. I went to see some AHL games live in 0809. And I always said the only real difference you could tell between that and the NHL was the goalies was not as good. <laughs> but, for, for, but for how mean and the intensity there, it, it was it was brutal. And then it was probably four years ago now, I went to an AHL game in Lehigh Valley and it, it didn't even look like the same sport, never mind the same league. Nobody hits. It's, it's fucking terrible. It's funny. I've actually never been to an AHL game now that I think about it. I never have. I've been to... The ECHL, the SPHL, and that's it. I've never, and well, then the NHL, of course, but I've never been to an AHL game. 
and I was trying to get it. We just didn't line up at the time, but I was trying to go to like one of the it was the when it was like the new IHL or whatever. It was after the UHL, yeah. but when the Mallards were up there in the U or well, the I, the new whatever the fuck it was that it only lasted like fucking three years or some shit. The new yeah. IHL did not last long, but I was supposed to catch a game up there, but never did. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes this year. I was a little disappointed. I think I said that with the Everblades. I thought they were going to sign a little bit more toughness, but so far it's looking like they brought Newber back, which is cool. And Newber's actually a tough fucking dude. If you ever the, the the thing is, I think I think with modern day hockey, if you're going to watch games, you've just got to be happy you've got something. Right, exactly. Because, so that's why I was yeah, like, I'll take this year. The days of your team being stacked are just not happening anymore. Well, yeah, so. and then not only that, I'm not going to be as mad about spending. You know, I forget what our what our average was per ticket at the end of the season. Cause I know we paid like just a touch over a grand for our season tickets. And that's two of mm. us going that would total up to like, fuck maybe nine. Yeah, I was saying, what, what, you've got like 40 home games as well. Haven't you? There's, there's a lot. Yeah. I, so we got the 24 pack. So that's 24 fucking games. We're going to, you go to the NHL and you're paying yeah. 70 bucks minimum for one ticket in the nosebleed. So I'm not yeah. like, I'm not going to be fucking mad about that, you know? So, I'll uh, I'll see how yeah. it goes. And they signed it. They did sign a kid, Cody McDonald, out of the the WHL. Although you know the WHL is going fucking weird now with their their new chin strap rule. What the fuck's that all about? It's fucking stupid. I, I, they were the last league to not have. But, but how do you how do you enforce that rule? You've got a kid who's not ready. Who's yeah, straight out of juniors. He's not used to fighting. Maybe it's his first fight. He's not. He doesn't really know what's happening. And maybe instinct. He tries to pull the helmet. You you're gonna punish that kid for that. Exactly. It's fucking stupid. Bullshit. Yeah, it is. I that's one of the stupidest rules that I've seen implemented. And I thought it couldn't get any dumber with how some of the shit is, but I, I the dub of all leagues to implement that was baffling. I like I could see that in the queue because you know so many politics are involved in the queue out there in junior, but yeah, I don't know. It's fucking stupid, but oh well. We'll see how it, it goes. It'll just it'll just be politics. It'll be some it will be. fucking idiot parent just I don't know. Oh yeah, but this next one, there's no politics involved here. We got Yablonski <laughs> versus Sugar Brandon Sugden. That's a tough one. That I I forget who I went with, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say. I think if we, I think if we if we go if we go uh four oh five Sugden, yeah, I think I, Sugden drops him. I said Sugden. I, uh, I I say Sugden, and I I commented this on some other post. I think it was uh, I think it was Darren's, and a couple people. Agreed. No, sorry, I say four or five or three or four. That was Sugden's big that year. That was three or four in Syracuse, and I mean, fuck, even LNH Sugden was like disgusting. Um, yeah, but yeah, that I mean, that string Yab- Yabo's tough as shit. Oh, fucking yeah. awesome, but I mean, you see, McIntyre dropped in that night, so. His, his chin can be tested, and I think an 0304 Sugden could probably test it. Gary Gary says, uh, you know, Gary Deck, he says uh, Yabo's taking that one, but I don't know. I Oh, really? I, I got to say, man. And again, again I wouldn't argue it. I wouldn't no, argue, I wouldn't argue it. it. That's, mm. No, I'm shocked, though. Gary, I figured for sure Gary would pick the LNH guy. Um, but I'm, I'm shocked that people don't well you can't see it anymore because drop your gloves is gone when you went to that site and you looked up that like 0304 fucking fight card of his one the killers that were on there was insane but two yeah. you look at the fight loss like the win and losing ratio he didn't fucking lose i don't think that i, I think there was maybe no. two if anything and then you go through and you see like tko ko tk like he was just 
fucking dropping dudes. It was yeah, insane. yeah. He was killing guys. Yeah, he was killing guys. And I remember um, there was an interview. It was like shortly after that year, and Sugden said he went. He, he was. He said he was like two, four, five or something that year. And he was like, he said, I couldn't skate, but I was knocking guys out. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was that was a fucking run that year. Yeah. And you've got to remember as well, he, he had the year before in the QSBHL, but he'd had a couple of years out before that. Cause, well, he had the stick throwing incident in the ECHL and got him banned, didn't he? When he was there, <laughs> was he in Dayton? I, I say Dayton. So. Dayton. Dayton sounds right. Yeah, yeah, he threw a fucking <laughs> stick at a fan. <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta love it. I love, I love, love it. Some of the love fan it. interactive stories I have on here. Fuck, sorry if anybody's watching this and see me keep doing this. I got these fucking gates goalie sleeves <laughs> that just keep getting in the fucking way over here. Um, no, yeah, it's like some of the some of the fan interact. Oh, I say interaction loosely here. By interaction, I mean you know stick swinging incidents and shit like that. It's just a it's just a riot, man. You don't see that shit anymore. Not that I'm saying no. I need to see a fan get clubbed on the head but it's just different times man different times um so yeah who let's see what did i think jason commented jason said he went with sugden as well um and, yeah, said, and like i said i'm not taking anything away against yabe yabe was a fucking bad dude bad dude but I, you've got to look at these things as like the guys in the prime i was just about that, to say three that. Or four year sugden was fighting legit killers and yeah. sugden was running over them gary so was if asking you say that yeah. And I, but I think I think it was Scroy who said it, and it, and it's it's kind of true. It, Sugden never really uh, never really had another year like that. It was uh, it was kind of crazy, like what happened there. Yeah, maybe because well, what Scroy said, everybody feared Sugden that year. Yeah. And if Scroy's saying everybody feared somebody, then they're fucking tough. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, Gary was asking if it's a certain year, and basically, Gary, when we when we do these matchups, man, it's all like. We think of them in their prime, so like the best possible year that they probably had, and take that version of them and throw them in there. So like that year is Sugden is what I'm thinking of, and maybe it's unfair to do it because it was like one or two years out of his entire career. So maybe it's a little bit unfair in that aspect, but it was tough, man. Sugden was it, it was tough, and he, I mean he's yeah, like it's, dropping it's, guys. It's like, not an what, easy pick at all. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll throw up a fight here. Let me see. I, I know it's on here. Um, this fight versus Bonzi, and he, I mean, he fucking drops him. Um, let me see here. Of course, I can't type. Beautiful. Why Why is this not pulling up? Oh, it's, hold on. It's looking up a boxer, Bailey Sugden. I didn't even know that was a fucking thing. Where's it at? Holy shit, is it not on here? I know, I know it's on YouTube somewhere, but let me see here. But yeah, if anybody ever wants to, I think this is it. Here we go. Let me share the screen here. I love. I, I feel bad for people that can't like that don't sit down and watch this because if they're just listening to this in their car and they're probably like, "What the fuck is going on with this podcast?" But oh well, it is what it is. Here we go. All right. Beautiful camcorder footage here, so everybody in their car right now gets to hear like a hum of everything. All right, so you got you got Bonvi in white, Sugden in blue. I mean, it looks black on the fucking screen. But this is when uh, Bonvi was with Binghamton at the time. And so you got Sugden with Syracuse. And this was uh, October 25th, 03. So, I mean, like, early in the season. Very, I mean, this is, like, fresh in. Fuck, this is probably like week one, week two of the season. But, cool. I mean, he, he, he tags Bonvi real fucking good. 
And this is, I mean, Bones is, he's almost not, I wouldn't say in his prime. I mean, arguably, 03. Because Bobby was around for a little bit before that. Oh, Bombi was playing. Bombi was around forever. Yeah. And it's funny because like it's a long fight. Like they can just keep like tying up, and it's like, uh, like even even then, like, could you see that? Like this doesn't happen today. Look at this. Look at him waving the linesman off. He got Bombi, and I still think they end up going at it. No. Oh, maybe this isn't the TKO. I know he TKOs him though. I thought it was Bombi. I love that Bombi sitting there trying to get the fucking linesman out of the way. Man, what happened to that fight? I know it's on here, but. I, I guess it's speaking like, of Bombi, one of the greatest stories I ever heard was uh, when Bombi was in uh, Chicago. We're talking '98, and uh, when he fought Probert, I'm sure it was that year. And he said, to, uh, "He said to Probert in, uh, in warm-ups, uh, 'You're either going to make me or break me.' I fucking love that attitude. Yeah. So I think this this very well could have been from the same game, same jerseys and everything. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they went two rounds here. So this is from the same game. I was about to say, I could, I, I don't know if this, like, video doesn't have hardly any views on it, I don't think. Like, just, like, buckles, oh, yeah, there you go. buckles them. Like, I mean, Bambi legs and everything. And that's, like, a prime Bond we were talking about. And, I mean, he's he's dazed. So, uh, you just, it's hard for me to say, like, if we're talking that Sugden, I, I you could put him up against some of the fucking best, man. It was, that year was insane for him. Crazy. Anyway, I'm, I'm the greatest guest ever. Can you play a couple more videos and just give me 30 seconds while I grab some more beers? <laughs> you want me to play more videos? Yeah. We'll see here. <laughs> Hold on. I'll be, I'll be fine. I'll be able to get 30 seconds. Here. There we go. Greatest guest ever here, folks. We got John d- ditching me <laughs> to go take a fucking piss break because he's out there pounding his uh, his lights. Yeah. As he just cracked. He's probably cracking one open on the pisser right now. Uh, we'll look up some more. Let's see here. I know Sugden had a really good one with, uh, with Morasti in the L&H. Um, let me see here. My beautiful fast typing, as you can tell. I got a, is it? Oh, it's this one here. We'll skip the fucking. There's a terrible the curse off. that plagues. That we'll skip the square off because uh, this has like the signature L and H square off where it is like, <laughs> uh, they they probably sit there and circle each other for like a minute. Like, see, we're we're forty forty you know fifty seconds in here, a minute. There we go. So we'll go to this right here. We'll stop. We'll we'll start it here. I mean, this version of Sugden is, is hard to beat, too, in my Gotta love the LNH with the fucking horn and shit going off. It's like peak LNH. I think this was 06. But I mean, man, even this Sugden is hard to fucking beat. There you go. I got some LNH on for you, John. Oh, yeah, since you're done with your piss yeah, right now. This is a great so fucking the old LNH games in RDS. Beautiful. Well, I had to skip it because I, I was talking. I remember this fight pretty well. This one, they square off for like the, a minute 30 or some shit before they even get together on it. <laughs> I mean, you know, typical Morasti, he's, he's cut over his left eye there and still wanting to go for a bit. But, yeah, I mean, that's a solid fight, too. It's, it's hard. It's hard for me to say that something, um, you know. Sorry, I, I am coming back again. I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, you know, great, great guest we got here, folks. Yeah. Sorry. Only the finest. Friends. I just, my, my wife, my wife's sleeping downstairs because she's ill and we don't want me to get it. And I just thought, uh, 
She's in the living room and I left the doors wide open as I'm shying about fights a little bit. Better close them. Oh, just fucking throw some newspaper in the corner for her. Put her <laughs> down. She'll be all right. Um, so this next one, you know, you're wearing his jersey and this is a very solid tilt, but I, I think we're both pretty, uh, well, I mean, we already hyped him up enough as if we don't know who we're going for. But the next matchup is Trevor Sen versus Mel Angelstad. It's going to be a spectacle. It is. It's going to be a spectacle. But yeah, Mel wins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sen is a tough dude, and hopefully everything goes well. Sen's planning on coming to the Tampa area in like no November, and he was saying we got to meet up. So hopefully we can meet up. Maybe, maybe I got to talk him into it. Um, I know he's not big on the podcast. Like, well, he loves listening, but he doesn't. He's not big on doing one himself. But maybe I can convince him to do the podcast. So that would be great. Just to even get like a live episode or some shit with him would be pretty sweet in the enforcer group. So we'll mm. see. I look like a fucking loser coming into like a bar or some shit, bringing my laptop and microphone in. Just, just set your notes recording in your pocket and just say, "Yeah, don't worry about it. I won't tell anybody what you say." Yeah, exactly. I'll have my phone. I'll <laughs> fucking, you know, throw it in there. I'll wear a wire. Um, no, that'd be a good time, though. But, yeah, I got Angelstad taking this. Nothing against Sen. Pound for pound, one of the toughest. I mean, he's, he's a small dude in stature, but, he, I mean, we've all seen the fights he's had. Uh, well, I shouldn't say we've all seen him because he doesn't have a lot out there. It's crazy. He has, like, 500-something minutes one year, and there's, like, maybe four fights out there of of Sen's, which sucks. But Yeah, yeah, another guy you don't, you don't see. Yeah, there's, there's, like, there's no, no footage. footage. No footage of him, which, which sucks. But I'm Angelstad. What more can you say for him? I mean, he stood toe-to-toe with Probert. Yeah, Probert was in Chicago, but, I mean, it's still fucking Probert. And Mel has TKO'd Gates out in Madison. That's a very good fight. Um, not many people not many people can put down Gates as far as, like, a TKO goes. No. Um, it was – it, it was it was Cote who said it, wasn't he? He said he hit, yep. he hit Gates harder than anybody he's ever hit before. And he says Gates just grunted and kept coming. Yeah, have you see well, you've seen that fight, right? Yeah, yeah. That oh, yeah, fight yeah. Is insane. Mm. We'll get you know, fuck it. We'll pull yeah. it up now. Oh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get off. Yeah, it's a fucking war. It is. War. It's an absolute marathon of a fucking fight, and it's just like I don't know how, but both of them are just going at it, and somehow Gates just eats everything and still ends up TKOing him at the very end. Let's see here. They had they had two rounds, and yeah. it's this one I think. Um, it's the yeah. Here we go. It's the epic war with him. I think it was when Gates was with Sorrell. Yeah, it is. All right, here we go. Oops, let me get out of the full screen and share it. So this one, I mean, this just shows how tough Gates is. I mean, and I think he's past his prime at this point because he's in. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to argue. Say it. Gates isn't in his prime in the LNH. Whoops. Um, Look at the sleeves on that Kohei jersey. Yeah. So here we go. Turn the volume up a little bit. This is like the early Quebec. This is before it was even the LNH. This is like the QSPHL. Yeah, 203. Yeah. So obviously you got. Oh, no, it might, maybe, maybe 0304 when Gates is in Sorrel. Yeah, I think maybe. this is 0304. But I mean, like, look at this shit. And I mean, Kote's connected. Like, you can see Gates' head just fucking rock, and he just eats it. It's It's insane. In typical Cote fashion, coming out of the jersey. Look at that. And See, Gase is busted up here, but he's, he's he's not took a step back at no. all. No, and he keeps coming, switches hands. Like, yeah. this is... <laughs> <laughs> and then he still comes back, and he TKO's him at the end here. And Cote's bloodied up, too. This fight was... Like, look at that. And he, he sets Cote down like that. Insane. 
So, ah, man. I mean, from Mel, from Mel Engelstad to do that to someone after, you well, know. Um, well, fine. Go, go pick your envelopes up, boy. You fucking earned it. Exactly. Exactly. Go pick your envelopes <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. There's a, it might be a nice little chunk of change waiting on the, the floor of the, the locker room at the end of that one. Um, so we'll go to the next one. So we got, so we got Anglestad taking that one though versus yeah. Sin. So very set. Oh, no, sorry. Not the last one. Second to last one. This one's tough, but I, I, I don't know. I know he's got a lot of hype on him right now from Dan Barry and everything. And it's Brad Wingfield versus, uh, Wade Brookbank. Who do you got? Controversial, but maybe Brookbank. I got Brookbank too. That's who I got, and it's nothing against nothing against Wingfield, but Brookbank. I mean, you look look at his tilts in the NHL. It's tough. He's a tough motherfucker. Brookbank's one of those guys who goes under the radar, but he he fought everybody he came across, and he never looks bad. Mm-hmm. He never looked bad, exactly. and I think he's got the size on Wingfield as well. So I don't know. Yeah. If, I do. I see. I see. Again, a best of ten. I see Bro- Brobank taking this. I do too. Well, one thing I wanted to point out about Wingfield. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed it. Have you ever seen uh, Wingfield's pants when he fights? He just wears the shells. He doesn't wear like any padding. It's just like shells on his. <laughs> so it's, they're always like swinging freely. It looks funny as shit to me. I don't know why, but it's like he always just wore like a shell. He and maybe I mean maybe I'm sure there's like a girdle or some shit under there, but there's no like padding in his pants. So they just swing loose, and it always looks I, – I don't know. It just reminds me of, like – well, I'm sure you know it. Some kids at, like, an ICP concert or some shit or like <laughs> at the local gathering of the Juggalos or the New Metal concert or some shit. <laughs> Are you heartbroken? But no, in this that, one, that I just – I see uh, I see Wingfield going in looking for the wall, but I see Brockbank slowing it down, tying it up, and just, just taking a points decision. I got a sidetrack here. Are you heartbroken that ICP is going to, they, they're on their last two, right? I know you got the, you even got the poster behind. Oh you. yeah. Yeah. Violent J's got fucking heart <laughs> problems, hasn't he? Devastated. Absolutely devastated. Told my, told my wife all about it. I was like, fucking, fucking watch this video. Watch this video. She doesn't give a shit. Oh, I know. She it. doesn't give a shit. No, heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, fuck the, the the whooping will be no more. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Fuck. We're going to our first concert tomorrow in the for the first time in like two years. But, you gonna see? Oh, we're gonna go see Four Years Strong. I don't even know if anybody who fuck people listen to this probably have no clue who that is. It was like an early, uh, it was like mid two thousand, like twenty tens ish, like easy core band, and they're gonna be there with like state champs, real friends, a bunch of fucking pop punk. People are probably like, what the fuck is that? But, you know, oh, well. Um, but no, I'm hyped for it. It should be a good time. Um, but the next matchup here, let me, oh, as my phone wants to lock up on me. Here we go. This is a tough one. And I think it would be closer than most people think. Um, but for the very last matchup in, what is this, round two? Yeah, round two of fourth line voices minor league mayhem tournament is Trevor Gillies versus Marty Melnichuk. Um I got Gillies. Again, it's gonna be a spectacle. I got Gillies, but I mean, I'm talking Gillies wins like six out of ten, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, I think Marty Marty's another victim of. There's not a great deal of footage out there, and right. it's kind of like uh, the footage that is out there. Marty's a fucking bad dude, but 
a lot of the reputation is kind of like folklore. These these guys who saw him week in, week out in the CHL and stuff like that. So right. but the, the footage just isn't out there. But no, Gillies Gillies was a legit killer, and Gillies' attitude. You're gonna struggle to find a guy to that's that's got a better attitude than Gillies towards the role, right? And what what he knows he had to do. So you say best out of ten. If if it's if it's four each, Gillies is getting fired up and he's taking that fifth one to make it. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with it, man. And I don't know if anybody has ever embraced the role quite to the extent that Gillies did. I, he, I mean, he genuinely yeah. loved what he did and did it for years. And I I totally forgot yeah. he even played with the fucking Solar Bears until Fourth Line Voice posted that picture. I completely forgot he did. I always remember him towards the later years with uh, the Stingrays out in South Carolina. But yeah, it's like. Um, with Melnichuk, Migre have one of his Solar Bears jerseys on there. Right, but they've took the name bar off, and it's got another guy's name bar on. Oh, like, that's criminal! Waste. That's fucking what criminal. a fucking waste! I was about to say right now that's up there, but yeah, that's that sucks, man. That's that's right. It was like, well, you got a Kevin Holiday jersey, but they took the fucking nameplate off of it, and so you had to put your own on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about seventy-three different players wore that, and it was just a. Uh, I paid peanuts for that jersey, and I just got got a holiday name bar made of and put on it. Why not? Usually, usually I wouldn't agree with that, but it was so cheap, and it was just like, yeah. Well, it's like you know, it was like me with the the Swanee Laval one. It's like, should I really have probably done it? Maybe not, but it's you know, Desormieux. Yeah. I don't think anybody is really going out of their way to look for one of those, except for maybe uh, old fucking Benny out there. Ben, I know, I know he was in here earlier, so. Ben, sorry. Is he still can, watching? I don't know if he is or not. I can't. You, you can always see like the view. He, he needs to sell me one of his fucking Alex Banner jerseys. Oh yeah, what, he does. What, what, what's he need two for? That's that's my question. <laughs> that's exactly. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah, that's uh. But man, Gillies over Melnichuk, and the, like he said, the thing with Melnichuk, man, is like it's almost folklorish. It's kind of like the Nick Fatio or Bob Gasoff. Yeah. Like, oh, he was so tough, but, you know, nobody else outside of, like, St. Louis says that about Gasoff. So it's, like, only the places that said it, or, excuse me, only the places that he played were, the, were where you hear that from. So, um, yeah. And there's no knock on Melnichuk. I mean, you could see some of his stuff. Um, and... Yeah, yeah, the limited footage that's out there. Melnichuk's a killer. Yeah. He does very well in all of his fights. Um, he did, I mean, fuck, he did it really well against a Steve McIntyre. Um, when I think Melnichuk was with the River Otters at the time, um, or it might have been, uh, well, yeah, yeah, no, that was right. It was with the River Otters. Fuck it. Over here, second guessing shit, but yeah, I love his fight with Brandon Christian in the Tough Guys documentary. Though, is you know what? I think I think just that fight is there. Let me see, because his fight with Brandon Christian. Is- I, I just love the line. Rock and roll for a shift, big fella. Yeah, <laughs> I love a fight it. third period. No, now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, right now. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, here we go. All right, so it's like two minutes, but rest in pre- rest in peace to Brandon Christian. But this this clip is just funny, man. And the way he gives like T- the- tough guys is the best hockey documentary ever made. Oh yeah, it's it's fucking, it's fantastic. And it's that show you can watch it anytime. You will never get bored. The way he gives like the Ric Flair woo at the end of this shit too is just <laughs> oh god. All right, so here we go. Let me share it. All right. Also, with hockey fights UK. All right, so here if we hockey go. Hockey gets rid of fighting. I don't know what the game's going to turn into. It's going to be a lot of stick work, like it is now. Like I think they look at that rocking the, the old skullet. <laughs> Brandon Christian was brought to Indianapolis for one reason. 
to intimidate. <laughs> Tonight he's up against one of the toughest. I love how that's what the the Marty documentary Marty guy says. Me? He's in there oh, no, to intimidate, and then Brandon Christian's like, "I'm trying to change my game this year." Oh, Brandon. I love how he, he takes the biggest hack in the world in the ref. Nobody slashed you. Oh yeah. Shot the puck at him. There we go. Well, I told him the first period, and I told him, I'm not supposed to fight you. Coach Rod said, you know, I don't want you out there fighting if you, unless you have to. He said to me that before the game, and then we're on the bench. He said, I don't want you fighting. I'm like, well, you know, make up your mind. You know, I you love it. want me to fight or you don't want me to fight. I don't want you fighting. I said, I'll fight you third period, I think I said to him. I got to agree with Kristen, though, because, like, at this point, after all this shit is when he goes Belichuk. What the fuck would the coach want him to do? Because look at him here. Like he didn't fight him at all. I'm sure it's Brad Crookshank he goes after as well. Yeah. It's a big hack he not, gives him. Not necessarily be the enforcer. You know, but it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Tough guys aren't known for turning. Yeah, watch this. When Christian is punched in the face from behind, he goes after the smaller player. <laughs> despite telling Melnichuk he can't fight. Melnichuk is enraged. <laughs> he threw some shit at him. <laughs> Moments after getting out of the See, he just caught him a receding hair prick, didn't he? Oh, man. Here it comes. <laughs> I might have lost the fight, but uh, I think I still can beat him up pretty bad if I get another shot at it. But he doesn't. But he never gets another shot. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I mean, folks, if you haven't ever you know, watched that documentary, I highly recommend it. It's called Tough Guys. And it's like 45 minutes on uh, YouTube. And it's, I mean, it's just fucking tremendous. You can, it follows a bunch of different guys. And it's the CHL at the time, right? If if he's yeah yeah I was just gonna say if he's still watching we've got to apologize to Swanee because I know he was a big Brandon Christian fan he was and it's a shame that we that that we let him see him get beat up like that I know Swanee was actually I I heard he, while in the LNH he started the Brandon Christian fan club so um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> started selling T-shirts and everything like that so and he was even selling like little skullet wigs because Swanee had <laughs> long hair but he really wanted the skullet the Brandon Christian hairstyle so. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that last matchup, man, I got, uh, I got, I got Gillies taking it, but not by much yeah. because it's Melnichuk there, but, um, yeah, so there you go, folks. There's the breakdown of the minor league mayhem tournament with fourth line voice. That was the second round, which I think the voting ends tonight. So if you still got time and you're on Twitter, you can go check out the tournament and vote for who you think will, you know, win these matchups that we just went over. We just gave you our two cents here, which Actually, I think we agreed on all of them. I don't think we differed at all. Yeah, no, I don't think, yeah, I don't think we yeah. did. Oh, look at that. Great minds think alike. Definitely. Mm. Yep, but, well, I mean, 
you know, I don't want to keep you too, too long here, but oh, holy fuck, we've been going on for an hour? No shit. I've got another good half an hour, it's fine. Yeah, I was about to say, you probably got the, another, be- the beers haven't gone yet, so yeah. we'll keep uh, them. I can't believe we've gone for an hour already. I didn't mean to fuck, time flew. Jesus Christ, we, we, fuck, I, I shouldn't have taken that long on it because now it looks like it's a fourth line voice sponsored show and I don't want to be associated with that <laughs> fucking thing, but here we are. And the most amazing thing is we, we haven't gone off the rails yet either. We've stuck to a subject. and uh... We stuck to a subject. We went off the rails slightly and got back on track, <laughs> but I mean, that's all part of good fun. We got some ICP talk. We, you know, it is what it is, but um, so let's see here. One fight I think people should see, and I can't remember if I showed it, but you have it. You didn't even know you had it on your channel. Um, until I pointed it out and I forgot what made me look it up one day. Um, I remember you because you had the jersey. You was I, asking me if I had the fire. I says no, I don't think so. You said no. no you messaged me like, saying it's on your fucking YouTube channel. <laughs> it's like it's on your YouTube, you <laughs> fucking dunce. Um, so, folks, this is the LNH we're talking here, and you know, me and John are big fans of the Quebec League. We both, you know, he you can't see it here. But he's got his Link Gates paramedic jersey on the side there. Uh, I got my Gates jersey. We both collect uh, L&H jerseys, collect L&H memorabilia, and we're huge fans of it. But John actually runs his own YouTube channel called Classic Quebec League Violence. I can't think of a better YouTube channel out there. Um, and he uploads plenty of footage. But the backstory on this was, so I had purchased this the jersey that Barasti is wearing in this um, in this video, which is actually, this, this came in the... the package where fuck you and i bought some sick jerseys from that dude in germany and yeah. we got we got lucky though because i don't know if the dude is watching or listening but i that dude is known to rip people off but we somehow yeah, there's got some, the there's only, some shady stories about that guy yeah but somehow someone we got the legit shit so folks the quebec league lives on as far as beating being shady because i mean i had to like transfer our money through paypal into like german or i think it was euros it was what it went into because it was like the German funding, which I think they use euros. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, and it was like through a middleman. So I was like, we're going to put like the goods and services on this. But I'm texting John because he had said he had a few jerseys. And it was the Varhog. And what I got it? the Varhog and the Dubé Radio the X. Dubé, that's right. I'm jealous. I, I need a Radio X jersey still. But I had a Morasti. Well, I still have that one in the Bosse. Um, Bosse, I had sold to uh, Steve himself, so you know, hopefully he's got that on display at his house or on his fucking what is it like the wood chipping industry that he runs up there out in Quebec. Um, but basically, the Morassi jersey that was used in this in this video, I was looking for footage of it just to try to match it or whatever, and I had heard about this fight forever ago. It was from um, Brad Lambert of all people. <laughs> <laughs> who uh yeah well let's well we'll just another story for another time folks um but i heard it from brad lambert and i'd never seen the footage and i'd asked john about it and john's like no I've, i don't i've never seen that footage either well sure as shit here we are i'll share the screen go to this fucking putz's youtube channel at classic quebec league violence <laughs> and here it is read him and weep john morasti versus louis bedard and the backstory is it's teddy bear toss tonight but this is the lnh so they don't toss it after a goal right here so you got Bedard in the dark and you got uh, Morassi in the white jersey here see Morassi and um, Bedard that's going to be exciting every time oh yeah well it's funny because they stop and they even you know put on the show take off their helmets 
Oh, WHL 14 game suspension automatically. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta say, hold on. Let me see if it comes around again. Was but does Bedard have like the mirrored fucking visor on? Oh, everybody had a fucking tinted visor. In I know that everybody had a visor, but that looks extra. Like that's like the Ovechkin reflector, like create a player visor. It looked like Bedard had on. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's tremendous. Yeah, it was oh four oh four oh five. Everybody in that league had fucking tinted visors or blue <laughs> visors. <again. laughs> it's gonna come off anyway. Yeah. Well, maybe not in Bedard's case. It does eventually. There it goes. But here we go. I'll turn the volume up the door. Everybody's ear drums on this with the cheap air horns and shit. You see the teddy bears coming on in the background now. What always amazes me about uh, about Bedard as well, and I'd love to see some footage, but he spent a little bit of time in the QSPHL in 98-99. I bet he was killing guys in that league at that time. Oh, I bet he was. I, and I, I got to come clean here. I made a mistake about Bedard the other episode. I think it was, oh, it was on Darren's episode. I couldn't remember what team it was. I remember it had the uh, the jester on the, on the front of it, and it was actually uh, the Newcastle jesters, correct? That's the team that it was. Yes, was it was. It was. But I you said, was kind of right because Newcastle was owned by that team. Who you so are, that makes more sense. It was, uh, the yeah, yeah, they're, they're their owner. Because basically, um, yeah, it was before that. It was 99-2000 when they first got the team. Mm-hmm. They sent a bunch of Finnish guys. Like Literally, the whole team was Finnish guys. And then they had Clayton Norris. <laughs> <laughs> and Clayton Norris. Yeah, got a lot. Yeah. yeah. Fucking love so Clayton I made Norris. the mistake. I said I said he played for Yo Creed at the time. And I, I, as soon as I said it, I was like, that. why doesn't that sound right? But uh, I just went with it because it was like towards the end of the episode. We were already going for like two hours. I had to piss like a fucking racehorse. So I was like, whatever. Cut it. Wrap it. Fucking print it. Let's go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so sorry for folks out there who ever listened to that. It was probably like, this dude's a fucking idiot. Um, but no. So yeah, he played for Newcastle is what it was. Um but we got to check out this footage. Now, what's the name of it? It's on your channel. It's going to be the uh, of Jarrett Burnett throwing the net at the goalie. And we're going to look at a guy who was banned, who, of course, he was the NHL, um, AHL guy. And he was banned from the league after this shit. But everybody, nobody's seen it. Well, I shouldn't say nobody's seen it, but everybody is still kind of new to it. Not many people have seen it still. But do you remember? It was versus the CRS Express, right? Yeah. So, uh, so it just put... Uh... Saint Jean, uh, CRS Brawl, I think I would have put it up. Oh, no, I would have put Saint George. I'd have put uh, Saint Jean versus Saint George Brawl. Saint Jean versus I gotta get in the mind of a drunk British person uploading Quebec League fights of what they would say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let me see here. Um, where's Saint George? Oh, let me look at Brawl. Real professional podcast we're running here. Oh, there it is. That's Burnett. There we go. And the beautiful cutoff. Here we go. All right. Oh, no. The net was already off. Fuck. Where is it at? Angle one. I think this might be it. I just got to skip to it. I'll tell you what. The best thing to do, the best thing to do is search Simon Maynard, his channel, 
because he has the complete game up. Really? Because my clip, I kind of crop it together because I've got a brief clip of him throwing the net and then I've got the brawl, but it's separate for you. So I've kind of cropped it together and it's different cameras, but he has the actual game tape. Fuck, is it M-A-Y-N-A-R-D, I think is what it is, right? Yeah, I think so. This has got he has a shit ton of complete LNH games. Two hours. Let me go to the fucking brawl part. All right, so here we go, folks. It's right around here. This looks like... Is that Kote fighting Kote and Christian? Or was it... Oh, no, that might have been Burnett and Christian fighting in that game. Yeah, it was later on because it was like this kind of like a little line brawl, and then the refs are spending a lot of time sorting the penalties. Yes. And then Burnett just hops the box and it's on. <laughs> All right, so here we go. I got it now. Share this screen. All right, so this is this is the footage of St. George versus St. Jan. It was the Chiefs, and this was the CRS Express. Which those jerseys are fucking sweet, and they're rare to come by. Those damn set with the set yeah, they set are and everything. Here we go. So this right here. Thirty-two. That's, is this? That's Alex. Is this? Is this? The, this is the brawl after, isn't it? Oh no, that's Rabby. Yeah, that's Rabby and Christian going at it. Ninety-two. I thought it was thirty-two. So if, no, if you want to find the if you want to find the net throw, it's literally. Yeah, yeah. Skip oh, forward shit. again. So, uh, oh man, there was multiple brawls in the game. Skip forward. There was multiple this, brawls. So and then there's a bit in the in the penalty box. It's after this fight, yeah. Sunderland and Lawson fight, so and then after Burnett. that one, there's something penalty there. <laughs> I got uh, cue the Pantera. <laughs> Look at Bossy about to pop somebody. Oh yeah. There's but no, I'd probably I'd, I'd probably skip it forward a few a forward few minutes here? because literally they're trying to they're trying to talk penalties out for like five minutes. Let's see here. Yeah, so go back briefly. Take it back like a minute at a time till it's just, they just sort it out in the penalty box. Go back again, two minutes. Oh, I yeah, play there. Yeah, there. there we go. I seen it. All right, so and here then, we yeah, go, folks. The, be the bench on uh, what you look at the right hand side. Here we go. Yep, there goes Burnett right there. <laughs> here he goes. This <laughs> 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 literally oh, throws God. the net at the fucking goalie, and then everybody, and then all hell breaks loose again. I forgot that there, I have never seen the the game footage. I didn't know there was there was two brawls like in the game. Well, there was a brawl right before this happened. Yes. There was a brawl, and then the referee's trying to sort the penalties, and then Sugden fights Tyler Lawson, and then they go back to trying to sort the penalties, and then yeah, everything just Rabbit goes crazy. Christian. Yeah. Oh man, just the way he—I gotta see that again. The way he just hops it, like, I, real, I want to know how much money he was getting for this because you know some shit went down in the locker room before that, where coach was probably or like the GM was just like you know. Hey, uh, you're here for a reason, bud. Go start some shit. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. With some, uh, there was some incentive going. There had to be. Yeah, here's Burnett right here, <laughs> sitting there sorting it out, and then they're like bullshitting. And, well, he's in the penalty box too, because this is his hands yeah. busted up at this point as well. If you see, if you see the photo, yes, his hands all taped up, his fingers are all taped up, and he's still going out there to do this shit. <laughs> Mm. 
into that. I think he's about to do it. He's sitting there. Oh, he's sitting down now, and he's like, you know, relaxed or whatever. Yeah, it's coming up here. But man, it's if everybody has ever seen that photo of his hand in this, go check it out. It's like, I I don't know if I've ever seen a mangled hand like that before in, in hockey. It's brutal. So here he goes. He casually just <laughs> he casually just fucking puts his leg over and goes and just throws the net at the goalie. Unbelievable. <laughs> like he did it. He did it so casually. It wasn't like he he was on a mission immediately. He just kind of was like, all right, well I'm gonna go do this now. <laughs> Oh man, fucking beautiful! Absolutely beautiful. I want love it. I haven't. You'll seen never see anything else like that, Lee. No, no. It's, even now, it's a shadow of itself. But yeah, I mean, which I mean, speaking of that league, McMorrow just signed with Three L. Yeah, I know I've said the name wrong multiple times, but like the Riviere de Loop, I think that's how I'd pronounce it ish. So I mean, McMorrow signed. Lacker's still on. Uh, Sorrell. And fuck, somebody just posted. I might be able to find it on on here. Somebody, just yeah, somebody posted. put it on the group, didn't they? Like a breakdown of it. I know Paquette's in uh, Paquette and Cluget are in Laval. Yeah, I don't know about Bordelot. I haven't heard anything about Bordelot. And for Bordelot, we're talking about is the NHL Bordelot for people listening. Yeah, the last I heard about Bordelot, he was in prison. Yeah, he. Was in uh was in jail or something. He, like he extorted his father in law. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Yeah, that's what he got sent down. <laughs> <laughs> extorted the father in law. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Let's see here. If I can go back. Oh, here we go. All right. So it was uh Francois. Francois, very good dude, always comments on stuff and uh, you know, gives some good feedback. He says for those who still follow the league, it looks like the LNH is back and it's got some enforcer moves slash shinings. Um, <clears throat> Sean McMorrow, uh, formerly of Jean Kier, or Jean Kier, um, to Rivier de Loop, Thomas Belmare back for Tetford, uh, Lacroix back for Sorrell, Cloutier, Chris Cloutier back for Laval. Cloutier has been in the league for a minute too, I think. Um, forever. Dave, I, I, sorry if this isn't the French pronunciation, but Hamel is what I always say for, is back for St. Uh, St. George. And then Verpulse, I don't former ECHL, AHL, now signed to Jean-Kierre. Huh. Yeah, where, where did he play? He fought a bit. Um, I remember the name. Yeah, he fought a bit in the ECHL. I know what they mean, but I can't think. Uh, I, do, I have no idea how you pronounce it. Yeah, let me see here if I could find out where he played. Uh, so in the coast, he played for Bakersfield and Norfolk. I mean, pretty recently. This is like 14-15. The last team he was on was in the ECHL circa 1920. Um he was on Adirondack and Fort Wayne. So, I mean, pretty recent. He put up Pims in the queue. In the queue. I mean, that's big Pims for that time. I mean, this is 2010, 2011. Yeah. 159, 173, 115. So, I mean, decent Pims. So, I mean, that's good. But the league, I mean, that's really it for, like, tough guys in that league. I get there's only six, six teams. But back in the day, there still wasn't that many teams. And, I mean, each team had, like, seven or eight guys. <laughs> Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was crazy. Uh, so, Good times, though. Good times. Yeah, Ben said but... Bordelow's not coming back. <laughs> so... <Yeah. laughs> so I guess Bordelow's out. Um, and then he said okay. uh, Laval okay. has Poulin, Cloutier, and Paquette. So there's that. Which I remember I remember those names now that he says them. 
Um, I don't know if I'll be renewing my LNH TV package. One, it's hard to navigate the site because it's all in French and my English ass can't can't fucking navigate it. I know there's a way to switch it to English. You can, but then like you got to find the right button. I've only done it like three times, (laughs) but all my money, my money for hockey this year will probably be going towards the fucking Everblades or some shit, um, for their like TV package. But who knows? You got the fucking fight rules in that league too. So it's brutal. It's all brutal. See, that's the thing about the ECHL one, because like I said, I've seen quite a few Solar Bears games. And it was always, even if there wasn't a fight in the game, it was always entertaining because the ref- the referees call nothing and they just let it go. And that's right. what that's what makes your entertaining game, just letting things go. Hopefully this this cross checking crackdown that they just had doesn't trickle its way down into the AHL and the ECHL. Cause I mean and I, I forget what the it was actually a really good video on it on YouTube. I forget. It, it, at first, it started off as like they were talking about the Rob Ray rule, and it was just some dude who made a video on different rules because of shit in the NHL. Like certain events cause rule changes, and the Mathot slash on, or excuse me, the, the Crosby slash on Mathot's finger when it was like he pretty much tore the fucking, the very tip of his fucking pinky off or whatever in the slash. There wasn't a direct, like, there's nothing written in the rule book on it saying to, like, enforce it more. But basically, the NHL came down with the crackdown. And if you look at, like, the years before that leading up to it, it was, like, how many slashing calls, or excuse me, how many calls were made for slashing throughout the entire year. It was something like, you know, oh, 400, 500, 600, 400, something like that. That next year after that, it was up to, like, 1,400. So it's like, are we going to see that again with this cross-checking bullshit? Which I, I'm not even going to tune into anything. You, you will the first two months, but then I don't see how you can call that and let the game flow. Because a D-man in front of the net, you've got a guy screwing the goalie. Nothing aggressive, but the first thing he's going to do, he's going to push that goalie. But the, uh, He's going to push that player out from there. Right. Who's screwing the goalie. But to push that guy, he's got two hands on his stick and he's going to push him like that. Are they going to call that as a cross-check? Exactly. It's like, well, if you get a call that, they may as well just fucking may as well just take the whole game to a shootout. (laughs) It's going to be a revolving door of fucking. I I think I said that it's just going to turn into teams rotating five on fours. It's like, okay, our power plays over your turn. It's what it's going to be. And I'm sorry, everybody pays their money to watch fucking special teams. Everybody does. So yeah. Yeah, You're on the right track here. Yeah, that's what I go for. That's what I'm saying. I don't get this whole... And I know Ken Campbell is fucking, you know, preached it for years. If you call the game by the rule book, this wouldn't happen. If you call the game by the rule book, there's going to be 800 fucking whistles a game. I'm sorry. It's just how it's going to yeah. go. Like, the slashing and the cross-checking. The slashing is already weak as shit. I see some of the slashing calls, excuse me, in the NHL today, and it's fucking brutal. I can only imagine the... Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I will say, exactly. some of the cross-checks that didn't get called definitely probably should have been. I mean, they were blatant, if we're being honest. You could have called it, but at the same time, it's it's like because this happened, we're going to go overboard, and now it's going to become the ticky-tack cross-check calls. Like you said, just moving a guy from the front of the net, you're going to get called for it probably. That's just how it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Stupid. But look at the fans. In any building, in any hockey game, the most excited they get is when you have a series of events and the game's flowing. You've got a big hit in the corner, no call. You've got a big hit in return, no call. Then you've got a bit of a niggle, arm stays down. 
everybody's excited. That's the game that is going to bring in the fans. That's the game. That's yeah. that's what sells the game. But they want to take all that out. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, Swanee, Swanee just said the NHL already has no flow, so don't waste your time. No, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you right now, there's two games I am tuning into for the NHL this year. And I think I said it in the last episode I had. But the first one is going to be the Capitals and Rangers' first game because yeah. – I know I went over this before. I don't think Wilson and Reeves fight more than fucking three times this entire season. I'm sorry. They both had four fights total for the entirety of last season. They won't even fight three times. You'll no, be lucky if I'd they fight once. I say, I think they're going to fight once in the opening game just because there's so much pressure on that situation now. I think they're almost going to. I, th- I think Wilson will play it down like, oh, yeah, I'm not here for this side show. And he'll play it down like that. I did. Yeah. I, I I just can't see it happening. I think they go once in the all. first game, then after that it's a flip a coin if you think they're going to go. I I mean whatever, but I think the first game they go, and actually the only other game I'm interested in watching is the first game between the Panthers and the Lightning, and that's because if and I I commented on this multiple times during the playoffs. If anybody actually watched the Lightning and Panthers series, um, the first like three, especially was the first two games, it started to slow down, but the first two games is how fucking hockey should be played. It was hitting. Yeah, yeah. There was no fucking calls. It was just hitting left and right. They were letting them fight, you know, let them play, as they say in the playoffs. That was the most fun I've had watching an NHL game since, like, 2011 with the Lightning. That was solid, good, fun hockey. And then slowly but surely, the NHL stepped in, and, you know, more calls started going and shit like that. But then, of course, it became you got to win the playoff series at the same time. This is the first round, so... Uh, I mean, I get it to a certain extent. I still think you should be hit yeah. every fucking every time. But I mean, you just had it out there in Nottingham. I actually, I gotta give me your your lovely review because you just attended the game out there. So how fun was that to go to? Oh, it was fucking brutal. <laughs> it was fucking brutal. And it's like Sheffield are really soft. Nottingham are really soft. So I wasn't really expecting too much. But it's the first game of the year. It was it was, it was a glorified preseason game. But still, I remember the days when preseason games would be a war. Preseason games, you'd see four or five fights because everybody's trying to make a name for himself. But no, this they, it was the whole first period. I don't, I don't even think I saw like a real hit. And um, and yeah, 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 the Panthers goalie got knocked over, and it was on, it was on an icing call, so it was after after the after the whistle as well. Everybody kind of jumps in, but you can see everybody is there and they're doing the hardest not to have to drop the gloves. That's the thing. It's But then the, the Panthers goalie comes in. He's throwing blocker shots at the guy. So he's pissed off. So something's happened. Yeah. So all these guys who's doing everything they possibly can to avoid dropping the gloves. I just don't get they they You've let your goalie down there. Why is your goalie doing this right but, uh, but yeah make it even worse the next night they played again and there was nothing in that game oh see he, like the dude who ran the goalie should be public enemy number one the next game but of course that's not how yeah, it goes yeah 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 i, I don't know I, I, I just don't get it i don't get it <laughs> yeah don't and get i it. was it's funny because it's like you know the nhl wants to sell rivalries but then when rivalry shit happens is when they step in it's like what are we doing because i remember it was in the playoffs with, with Maroon and Martin. I remember everybody was giving them shit about their fight they had. I'm like, well, they were ready to go. 
when they actually squared off and then the linesman broke it up. And I'm not saying Maroon and Martin are fucking, it's not going to be Tasker and Sen, of course, but yeah, they're two heavier weights. I, I mean, I'd probably classify them as both middleweights in today's standards, but heavy, well, actually with today's standards, heavyweights, but when they initially squared off and were ready to fucking go, the refs broke it up. So now they had to go at the very end of their shift tired as fuck after like a scrum had happened and then they separated. Well, they didn't even separate. They just got together, dropped the gloves and like a few punches were thrown. And you know, people are just, they don't understand it. Cause people are like, what kind of fucking fight was that? That was lame. I'm like, well, you could thank the NHL for that. That's the whole reason that just happened. You could thank the linesmen because they're at the end of their shift. They're already in a scrum. They're already tired at the end of their shift. And now you got them doing extracurricular shit. And then they fight after. So what do you think? Just fucking, what do you think is going to happen? They're out of gas already. Yeah. So you, you, you neutered it. Just back to the Panthers Sheffield game last week. Another thing that pissed me off is the Panthers advertised this game, and the and the tagline was "Guaranteed to be a feisty encounter." It's like <laughs> you fucking sign nothing, right? Yeah, they like to live off it, but they won't do it anymore. It's fucking bullshit. It's hockey's dirty little secret. That's what that's what the tough it guys is, are. They'll they'll sell the rivalries with fights and uh, you know hard hits and clips, but then as soon as you watch the game, it's the complete opposite of what you were just sold. It's false advertising, is what it really is, honestly. But yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. For the game, the scoreboard, they've got the video on the scoreboard. Yep. There's loads of fight clips in there, and then all the hits and shit are like sped up a little bit by like you know point like two five, so it looks yep. faster and harder. Oh yeah, fucking a, yep. But it is what it is. Whatever. It's what we got to fucking deal with today, unfortunately. But uh, I know you got work tomorrow, man. Fuck, we've been going on for an hour and a half. We did a lot better than I thought we did. Like I said, the first whole hour was breaking down goddamn Darren's fight thing. So I'm I'm a little disappointed that we we pumped the tires on his fucking show. He's not even in here. So we could talk as much shit as we want. Remember, folks, if you didn't like that somebody wasn't in that tournament, you can take all your complaints to Fourth Line Voice. He's always ready for, you know. Uh, harsh criticism and feedback on the tournament. So if you didn't like it, that a guy wasn't in there, please let him know. <laughs> Definitely. He's, he's always looking for feedback. Always looking for feedback on decision-making. So. For sure. And make sure you go flood uh, uh, Curtis Swanson's DMs with a bunch of Brandon Christian photos. He is still trying <laughs> to get the, uh, the fan club back up. So make sure you get that going again. Um, but man, it's been, it's been a fun time. It's always fun. Time. Yeah, it's been great. I've enjoyed it. Definitely. Whenever you're, you know, not being a fucking asshole and going to work the next day, we'll really get after it here. And you know, the shit show can really happen then. I'm yeah, sure definitely. We'll do, we'll do it again. Definitely. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll get, I'll, I'll get you back on. Absolutely. Um, but thanks man. It's been great. You so it has fight. been fun. Thank you very much. Man. You right. You got